BBN, welcome back for episode two of Big Blue Nation Reactions. Unfortunately, episode two starts off like episode one, in which we are following a Kentucky loss. Kentucky lost last night to the Kansas Jayhawks. They had a 13-point lead, and unfortunately, the, the Cats end up losing by three. Now, let's get right into these reactions, everything you want to hear, everything you want to know from last night's game. Number one, our shooters have to play more minutes. And I'm talking specifically about Davion Mintz and Dante Allen. Those are the two best shooters on the team. They have to play more. They have to play more. They have to play more. Um, Mintz last night made his fourth three-pointer of the season. I think he was two for three, two for four in the game. And he has to play more. Dante Allen came in and made a three. He has to play more. Okay, This team, if they're going to be successful, they have to knock down perimeter shots. And they've got to be able to space the floor, okay? Right now, spacing is a huge problem, and it's because there's very rarely ever one shooter or even two shooters on the floor, okay? Um, now, Coach Cal, he is defense, 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 and he doesn't want to put shooters out there like a Jamal Baker, for example, or like a Welcher, for example, that can't also guard, that can't also rebound at high levels. Now, he has done this in the past, right? Tyler Hero and, and, and Jamal Murray, they were much better offensively than defensively, but they were really, really good offensively. Uh, the more fringe players like a Baker, like a Dante Allen, like a Davion Mintz, you know, he's much more hesitant to play those guys. But this team needs shooters. This team needs to spread the floor, okay? There's no offensive identity whatsoever, and, and we saw that last night, right? Um, but... The driving lanes will open up, shots will fall if you get shooters on the floor. Number two, it is obvious to me that Terrence Clark and B.J. Boston just don't quite get it yet. They don't quite understand yet. Um, they're, you, you can tell they're not used to going up against you know faster and stronger defenders one-on-one, -on -one, but more importantly, they're not used whatsoever to going against really good team defenses, okay? Kansas and Richmond played great team defense. Uh, you know, they, they, they jammed the driving lanes, they pressured the ball, and they forced you to drive into traffic, and they were ready to collapse on you. And B.J. Boston and Terrence Clark just don't look Quite yet in the season, they don't look comfortable going against defense like that, okay? I'm quite certain in AAU, they never saw that. In high school teams, they don't play that way, and they don't have that kind of length collapsing on you. Um, you know, and the other problem is going to be, you know, B.J. Boston and and Terrence Clark, you know, when they do drive, who are they going to kick it to? If if Coach Cal doesn't have Mintz out there, if Coach Cal doesn't have Dante Allen out there, whoever they kick it to, it's just going to be forced to drive right back into a jammed area, okay? So, you know, we're, we're a little... You know, hesitant right now to to see what we could end up seeing in Terrence Clark and B.J. Boston. I think we'll see it by the end of the season. But right now, they're just not used to it. Okay. Um, anyway, Terrence Clark kind of brings me to my third point here. Little hesitant right now about recruiting and, and putting on roster multiple reclassification guys. Both Terrence Clark and Devin Askew reclass. They should both be seniors in high school right now. And you're seeing that that not only is that physical style of play a disadvantage to ask you and a disadvantage to Terrence Clark, but 
I think, uh, you know, their their mental IQ, their basketball IQ, I think, is struggling as well. You know, that's one less year of experience they have. That's one less year of coaching they have. So they should both be seniors right now, and instead, they're playing against Kansas. And instead, they're playing a bunch of uh, 21, 22-year-old dudes from Richmond that really know how to play basketball. And so I'm a little hesitant Unless it's just some stud, uh, but it does not appear that Askew is one of those, and it doesn't really appear that that Terrence Clark is. Uh, but I'm a little hesitant to believe that is the right way, that, that that is the future, that that's how this coaching staff should recruit, because right now it's, it's kind of showing that it's not successful. Uh, fourth point, though, man, this team can guard. The Cats can guard. They can get up in you. They can pressure you. They can block shots. They can own the defensive glass. This team can guard. They they held Kansas to like 28% shooting, okay? Um, they can really get after it. You know, I don't think Kansas is a great offensive team, but UK absolutely locked them up. I said in episode one that UK will be great defensively. But Richmond was just kind of a bad example, a, a bad measuring stick because of the style of offense that, that they run and, and Kentucky being you know inexperienced. But the Cats showed against Kansas that they can be great defensively. I, I think you're going to see Saar and Jackson contesting shots. I think you're going to see them grabbing you know defensive rebounds. They're both a beast on the defensive glass. The length of, of Clark and Boston on the wing, wings, the experience and athleticism of men's pressure in the ball. Then you can bring in, you know, uh, you know, really strong, um, athletic, very lengthy players off the bench like uh, Cameron Fletcher and, and like Toppin, and and then you still have Keon Brooks that's going to play. So I really think this Kentucky team is is very good defensively. Okay. The fifth point is the offense is stale. And if you follow Kentucky basketball and if you followed a lot of Kentucky writers, you know, members in the media, you've seen this, okay? That um, Calipari has a very old school, a very traditional, a very conservative style of offense. It does not appear to be, you know, the style of offense that a lot of teams play with. You know, the spacing and, and the movement and the creativity, you don't see that, right? You're going to hear uh, Coach Cal yell Vegas a lot, which is just kind of his weave ball screen action. Um this year, it doesn't work because there's no shooters out there. There's not enough shooters out there, and there's there's a point guard um, like Askew or or a wing like um, Terrence Clark that don't seem to be able to create off ball screens. You have a lot of you know his circle action where there's four dudes standing still and one dude running off screens, and you know he used Dante Allen in, in that. Um, last night against Kansas, and he's used B.J. Boston. You know, this is where we would see Emmanuel quickly running back and forth all the time. Uh, you know, you would see Jamal Murray running back and forth all the time, Malik Monk. Um, but it's, it, and Kansas showed this last night, the next pass is very predictable, okay? Kansas switched a lot of those screens, and they, they got deflections, and they got steals. And, you know, you would see Askew pick up his dribble too early. And, you know, a lot of Calipari's traditional stuff, the next pass was too predictable. And that's how Kansas was able to lock us up, and that's how Kansas was able to take away all of our actions. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's not a very creative offense, Rarely do you actually see Kentucky players reading, um, you know, backdoor cuts on overplays. You don't see that very often. Rarely do you see flaring off screens or even slipping screens. You know, last night they were switching that that down screen, and you rarely ever saw Kentucky players slip to the basket. You know, look looking to make Kansas pay for that. 
Um, I, I you know you heard in the offseason that this was going to be a rejuvenated, rejuvenated offense. And so far, you know, only three games in, but so far it doesn't seem to be like that. And with all the, the highly touted, you know, play of Boston and Terrence Clark, um, you know, I really expected to see more. And, and right now it, it's disappointing uh, because we are still new into, you know, into our podcast because you know we've only had two games i'm going to give you another bonus yeah that's right second episode another bonus point uh a, a very important reaction from last night would be that the game changed when sar missed that putback dunk uh kentucky was about to go up four points and instead sar misses the dunk and kansas gets a a breakout and they're able to tie the game Okay, so we should have went up four. You know, Kansas on the ropes. If that dunk goes in, they probably have to burn another timeout. But instead, miss the dunk. Kansas gets the ball down. Has to. They don't take any time off the clock whatsoever. It's late in the game, and they get that their run out. You know, layup, and, and it ties the game. So it's demoralizing. You know, not only does that take a lot of wind out of the sail, so to speak. But it also takes points off the board, and it puts points on the board for Kansas, okay? So there it is, guys. There's those five you know, rapid reactions, five immediate reactions from the Kansas game, not looking at stats or anything like that. You can go back and look at episode one and see how some of those points in episode one actually played out in episode two today. So a lot of what we talked about in the Richmond game you know, showed up, and, and, and it was an impact in this Kansas game. We'll bounce back. It'll be okay. We've got, you know, Kentucky football looking for a win this weekend against South Carolina. You got Kentucky basketball this weekend looking for a win against Notre Dame. Until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Peace.